Peace, peace, Crown Journey family. We are back with episode four, and we are trugging right along to the solar plexus. Now, before I get started, I just want to give a, a good old shout out to my people that are participating in the 21-day trauma release. I told you it was going to be awesome. I've gotten so many responses already, and we're just in day three of how it's just, you know, opening people up to what they didn't even realize they were doing. And um, that's the whole point. And we haven't even gotten to the nitty gritty yet. I'm just giving you the, the outline right now, um, the foundation, should I say. So if you missed out, it's all right. I'm going to cycle this next month. So that you can really get on, you know, working through this trauma. Because a lot of us are not really living as our true selves because you are, you're working through a life that is based on the trauma that you endured. And that's not your true self. That is something that you built up as a response um, because you've been traumatized in so many words. But get on that. Um, this is, it's a beautiful experience. You know, I'm, I'm just now opening myself and what I have gone through. And like I told one person, you know, you're getting this in 21 days, you'll be able to rock and roll. I had to go through it for like 10 years. <laughs> so you, you get to cut to the chase and boom, this is what it is. And this is how you manifest what you want. And this is how you totally understand the lessons of what you go through. Because that's what it's all about. But yeah, so I just wanted to segue with that before we got into the solar plexus. Because we're making our way to the last chakra that is like your human self. You know, because the next one is our chakra. And I'm not even going to lie. That one may take two episodes. Because there's so much. That's a, that's a serious gateway that you're going into that upper echelon. You know, you getting into some good stuff when you finally can get that heart open. It's it's one thing to have the lower chakras open. You know, you, you function very well. You know, you got to be balanced. But when you get that heart chakra open and you able to go through that gateway and you see everything and you using your heart to travel through this whole journey and not your ego, you know, because the, the heart is the seed of truth. So once you start trusting in yourself and trusting in, you know, what comes and understanding what it is, it, it'll be a whole nother journey for you. You're not going to want to look back and you're going to be thinking, ah, oh, man, I was, they, they, <laughs> you was playing yourself, I'm trying to tell you. But anyway, the solar plexus. Okay. So the solar plexus is just, it's, Oh, so many things. So like I said, like I do every week, I'm going to go through the different levels, the healthy, the um, overbalanced and the underbalanced solar plexus. We're going to go through some symptoms that you're going to go through. But I want to give you a more background with the solar plexus. Um, not be well, I'm sorry, I kind of misspoke. I just want to get your mind ready on how you can actually put more things towards what you go through in life. And then you're going to realize, oh, shit, 
that's because my stuff was blocked off or this came because it wasn't blocked and I didn't recognize it so I couldn't nurture it and then it went away. So you're going to get back to you because see, as we move up, you're getting away from that primal instinct and you're getting into your godhood and that's the goal. Well, for most, for a lot of us. Not everybody here for that. And I learned that the hard way when I'm talking to a sister. I think it was in a group one time and she talked about how she can manifest money and she can manifest people to die. And it was like, okay, but what's that really doing for you? And I was like, but aren't you, I mean, if you have all these powers, wouldn't you like try to enlighten yourself or do something? And she flat out told me, all of us ain't here for that. Some of us just want to get money and get our way. Cool. Do you, boo? That's cool. I ain't here for that because I'm going to get this consciousness rocking and I'm getting the fuck. I'm not incarnating no more. I didn't. I didn't. Now I'm good. So anyway, like I said, I'm open. Everybody has their own path, you know, and I'm just sharing the way I digested this whole thing because it's. It can be scary. It can seem difficult. And it's because you don't want to let go of everything you've been taught and programmed to do. But what my question to most people is, okay, you've been programmed this way, but is it working for you? Are you left feeling like I accomplished this and I run this shit because, you know, the mind is all and the universe is mental. So if the all is the mind and the all is the spirit, that's the source, you call it whatever you want to, but it's energy, okay? If everything is the mind, that means you are the source, you are the spirit, the spirit is your mind, okay? So you need your mind. And I know I've said this before, but I just want to reiterate that you are it. The, and the universe is mental. So the universe, this vast thing that you think is out there in space, is your mind because the universe is mental and mental is the mind, right? So you are the source and the mind is your source. So get your mind back and it be your mind. Not the mind these motherfuckers told you on, on, the, on the news. Not the mind that you're using when you're clicking through social media and you're like, yes, girl, yes, to this particular meme because it's like, oh, it speaks so much truth. Yeah, but what level? Okay, we can all, I mean, I don't have no problem. Some stuff is funny to me. But it's like, am I internalizing that and using it as my go-to for life? You know, oh, well, we got people out here doing this, this, and this. Yes, they do that because they were placed here to do that or they chose that, should I say. They chose that path. Now, you want to be in the path of misery or just fake, you know, everybody, oh, yeah, I'm living my best life. When did that become a thing? Like, I thought everybody lived their best life all the time. Mm. But anyway, speaking of living the best life, we're going to get into this solar places because solar means the sun, right? Let's get it. All right. So this is the chakra that's known as your power chakra. It's the one that your willpower, um, your personal power, okay, and um, autonomy. And it also helps with your metabolism because it's associated with the pancreas. 
So if you have some pancreatic disorders, and um, if I'm not mistaken, diabetes is a pancreas thing, right? Because you become insulin deficient. So you probably have some issues going on in the solar plexus. And I don't know. Are there people, is there association with diabetes and people who don't feel like they have any personal power? Their willpower is shut down. Their confidence kind of low. Hmm. Because then they've internalized it and become resistant to the way that their body functions. I don't know. Call me crazy. Okay. It's also known as the seed of the soul. Um, and your, your personality really develops in this area. So, you know, I usually give you the time when this opens up. So there's a couple, um, I guess, systems you could say. One system says that it starts from like the age of 18 months to three years, but then other systems say, okay, this is where, you know, when in puberty, this is when it really starts to open up because you develop um, <laughs> your ego. You got that strong self-esteem and you can trudge through anything. You have any adversities when you're in high school or whatever, you won't push through it. You know, it, that's, you're just really driven at that age. Um, so, you know, you can kind of make an assessment as to when this activates, but you know that it's before you hit that that adult stage, you know, when you actually start taking on the world and all the other shit around you. All right. Um, the color is yellow. And this is associated with a lot of aggression, <laughs> passion. Go for it. There's no boundaries. You're limitless. Yes. Have that. Make it a super size. You know, you're like, oh, I really shouldn't. But they're like, oh, that yellow package makes you say. But you know what? I worked out on Tuesday. So what is Friday? This is my cheat day. I'm going to have extra fries. You know, that's what motivates you. Okay. So let's get into the healthy solar chakra. All right. So you're pretty outgoing. You have respect for yourself and for other people. You're very spontaneous, cheerful. You're open and expressive intelligent. You're self-confident. You're creative, self-aware, efficient. You are fulfilled in your emotional life. Very expansive. You have a sociable attitude towards the world and you're able to feel and appreciate the sweetness of life. Um, you also have a sense of belonging. Okay, and you're fitting perfectly into the universe. So now when you're saying the universe again, this universe, that one song, you're in harmony with your own mind. Mm -hmm. Is it starting to click now? Because it ain't about what's outside of you, it's what's within you. And what, what's, ooh, excuse me, what is within you is reflected outside of you. So if you are just Oh, everything is coming down on me. I just feel just so terrible. Guess what? You're going to see examples of all that terrible shit. It's just going to be personified and amplified. Everything. You know, even the insects are going to turn against you. They're going to start biting you. <laughs> You're not going to find the beauty in anything if on the inside you are not in harmony with yourself. Because you are everything that you come in contact with outside of you. So it's time to balance that stuff out and let all the shit that's not working for you go. Um, so with this uh, solar chakra being healthy, think about when you were the majority of these things. You know, you were decisive, you were creative, and 
then think about just, you know, how did I get to that place? Or what was, I don't even know, I want to say what was going on with your mind state. If you're in harmony with yourself, you're respectful to yourself and others. When did you start disrespecting yourself? When did you start feeling like you weren't worthy? You know, and, and where was your mind frame when you were, when you were spontaneous and you were, you were just cheerful. You were just, I mean, you were above and beyond just cheerful. You could see the great things in everything instead of looking at, well, you know, and everything has such a, a damning connotation to it. And you just get sucked in with everything. When was it in your life when your nerves were strong and you were just confident? It was just like me against the world and I got this. Um, I ain't talk, I don't care what they're talking about. You keep that over there. I got this goal and I'm going to do it, you know. And you were that soul, the solar, you know, that light, that sun. The sun, you go outside, you feel happy, you feel cheerful, you feel confident. This is your personal sun. Okay, this is where it resides, and you close that off. I mean, everything just do, do, do. you know how you when you hit the main switch and everything just gradually just shuts down. Yeah, you hit that main switch on that solar plexus and watch everything fall apart. You'll be so off, you'll just be off. It's it's not fun. All right, so let's get into the over balance. All right, so you are overly demanding. You're just a workaholic. Work, 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 work. You can't see the joy in any of that. You can't be cheerful because all you're doing is working. Uh, you're a perfectionist. So you're not really fulfilled because you feel like you are, something is against you. You have to prove yourself. You know, being a perfectionist is different when you are like, okay, I'm doing this. What comes out is to the best of my ability and I'm good with it. But being a perfectionist is like you you don't want there to be any flaws. But we as humans are flawed, right? So you have to come in and know that confidence, that self-confidence, that what I put out is to the best of my ability because I did it with everything I have, okay? When you have too much, you are judgmental. And there's a lot of people. <laughs> I got a girlfriend. I used to laugh at her because she would start off her, her, her sentences with no judgment. And I'd be like, well, you know, when you say that, you are really setting up the judgment. You know, but no judgment. Yes, you are judging me as soon as you say that. Um, <laughs> excessive energy in this area. You need help to relax. Like you're not able to do it. It's just hard for you because you're a workaholic, right? You're very rigid. You, you're you mentally bullying. Now, what is mentally bullying? <laughs> More than likely, it starts with yourself and then it spills over to where you bully everybody else because, you know, how can you be living your best life when we have all these things going on in the world? I don't understand it. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. I'm going to bully you because I feel insufficient, right? Uh, hey, how many people do you know do this? We always planning and never manifesting because things don't seem to line up. So you have all these ideas, but none of that stuff come to fruition. Okay. Uh, you need to change, but you're too damn stubborn. You're contradictory. You know, one day you're going this way. Another day you're going that way. Now, now that's different than seeing both sides. Okay, but 
if you're contradictory and that contradiction makes you not be able to move forward with anything, then that's when you run into some issues. Okay. Uh, egotistical. Okay. Just flat out. You're just egotistical. Me, 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 me. This is how I do it. You find flaws in everything that you do. You're not, you're not the bomb because I say you're not because I'm just very critical. All right. Now, here's another one that's big. You're overly concerned with your place in life in relation to others. So you are comparing yourself. That is one of the biggest things you can do to shut all your shit down is to compare yourself to others. And that means where you are in life, even on your spiritual journey, you may see some things like, well, I ain't on that. May, uh, maybe I need to get on that. But here, you came here with a certain level of consciousness. You came here with your own path. You can dabble in it, excuse me, you can dabble in it, but if it doesn't resonate, it just don't resonate. You may have activated all that you needed to do just by looking at it and being like, hmm. That's all you needed to do. Because remember, the subconscious mind is a recorder. It's a tape recorder. It never stops. And it doesn't forget. So you may not need to delve into that at this point or at all in this journey. You may have already done it. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I used to be overly critical of myself thinking, oh, man, should I be doing X, Y, Z? You know, and uh, it's just like, well, why should I be worried about that? Um, after a while, it was like, no, I'm just going to do me. And I'm going to do it the way I do it because it'll resonate and I can use it. Ain't no way in the world I'm going to be able to read all these millions and trillions of books and not apply them. You know? So when you do, when you compare yourself, it's it's like, why? You are yourself. And you are the only one that's you. I mean, through and through, you could have a twin and they still not you. So you got to gotta look at that. Um, another thing is that you can't be alone. You crave the, the company of other people. Like you just cannot be with yourself. It's just, I got to go out. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. And then when you're with yourself, you're so damning towards yourself. It's just really kind of like, come on. What are you fighting? Why are you fighting? You know, because there, again, you need that um, that confirmation from other people because you're comparing yourself to others. So you crave the company of other people. And then, you know, it's it's this level of solitude. Which was funny because today I happened to come across a post that someone put up and it was Bobby Hemmett talking about solitude. And it's not like you have to actually go off and be by yourself. Although sometimes that does work. It's the solitude of the mind. Having your seat, you know, your seat of your soul, seat of the soul within yourself. You are content. It could be, you could be at a concert, and I've done this before. I've been around a lot of people, and I will go somewhere else. And it's just like, that's a great thing that I can do that, because some people basic. <laughs> some conversations, you're just like, okay, I'm not into it. And instead of me picking a side on if it's worthy of even, you know, my brain space, it just leaves. Like, all right, well, 
let your conscious mind, you know, deal with that shit. And let me go over here and be like, yeah, ooh, ah, you know, that solitary thing. You, you are con- you're content with yourself in your thoughts and you have no limits to where you can go and what you can do with yourself. If I'm looking for you to entertain me, then that means I'm going to be looking for you for everything. And, you know, now I'm your puppy? Mm, no, mm-mm. I, I'm, nah, not happening. Okay. So now we're going to the two little energy and the solar plexus. All right. So, huh depression. You have no self-esteem. You blame everybody else for your faults. You lack that confidence. Your feelings are always hurt. You you can't even digest your food because your stuff is in a, just a total unrest. Um, you have this fear of failure. Your judgment is poor. You feel deprived of recognition. Now, let me stop there, because a lot of times when we are living our lives, right, because we are taught to look to others and compare ourselves to others. If you think about it, your whole time through school was being compared to someone else. You know, I'm not in the top 10 percentile or the top 5 percentile, and that means in accordance to me trying to get into school, then I'm not going to have a good chance. You know, you are taught to compare yourself. It's such a prison system is crazy because it's a prison of the mind. We're not even going to talk about what's going on now with schools when it's really physically a prison. But the prison of the mind, the individuality is really, really tailored to be like, what is it? What was it expressed at recess? And how long were we at recess? Or, you know, maybe through your art. Um, and how long were we in school when we did that? Um, where you can express yourself because even in art and schools, if I'm not mistaken, they tell you what to draw and how to draw it. So you are not able to really express yourself in a way that you want to. And then you're compared to other people who are following the norm. And then you feel deprived of that recognition and it just snowballs and you're just like flat on your face, just aloof. Okay. Then you have these people who are afraid to learn anything new because it goes against the grain or what their ego, their conscious mind knows. Right, okay? It's, oh, what, how this going to do for me? You know, if, I, if I'm if i bringing my boy, and, and this is something, and once again, um, it's just one of my personal things. Um, my husband is a very, very big football fan. And I could care less about football. Now, you know, people might say, well, that's just a woman's response. No, because sports was cool. At one point, I dated somebody. I knew everybody in the NBA. Like, what they were about, how their game was, you know, all of that. It's not a problem. But I took it as entertainment. I didn't take it as me wanting a life in this and and me bringing my children up to, you know, well, you know, all that other stuff. Like, what? It's, It's entertainment. You turn it on, you watch it, you go about your business, at least for me. Okay, so back to him. So he's really into the NFL and we have two boys. So it was just like, yeah, I'm going to get them to be all about it. Well, they have a different kind of mom. I supported it, no doubt. Do your thing. Are y'all happy in it? Y'all understand the game? You you, you know, you bonded with your daddy? Cool. That's what's up. But when it turned into them being pushed 
to play football because they can um maybe get a scholarship to go to school or maybe they can uh go pro huh and i'm i'm you know it's crazy because i'm sitting here like wait a minute now you know what kind of person i am why would you even push that on these boys like they looking at other stuff they're not even thinking about that you know and it, it just turned it yeah it was an issue because i supported the game i was the team mom yay go raiders you know all that good stuff but as far as me looking to them to actually dedicate their whole life for the new slave trade, I just can't do it. Yes, I look to it as a slave trade because, you know, you go through everything that they did during slavery and you signed a contract that you're going to do these things so that you can have these luxuries. But you really, you know, got more issues going on than a little bit. So that's just my thing on there, um, learning anything new. You know, my kids are looking like at him like, well, you want us to just solely focus on playing a sport from somebody? And this is, I think, another thing that carries from when you live vicariously through your children. You know, so that's kind of, you know, kind of normal. Um, and then they're looking at me like, well, mom, like, what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, well, you're supposed to live, you, you need, you're supposed to do your thing, you know? And then I, I have to be an example of that because he's still in that mode. You know, they're big, they're 13 and 14 and they're, I'm five, nine and they're like five, five. They're some big dudes and he's struggling with the fact that they're some big boys, but they have no interest in playing a sport. And he's like, well, what are they going to do with themselves? I was like, they're going to do whatever they want. They have to run after a ball? That's crazy. Are you serious? I was like, damn, there's so much more you could do with your melanin than, than kick a ball for entertainment. Like, bruh. But, hey, everybody's here for a different reason, right? Okay. So then that's just one thing about being afraid to learn anything new. You know, if they talk about something that nobody else has done or anybody in his family has done, it's going to be like, you sure about that? Well, what makes you think you could do that? You know, um, some other things with too little energy. You may suffer from delusions and or schizophrenia. You're incapable of showing pure and raw emotions. You have anxiety. You worry a lot. You're close to the spiritual energies. Mm. You have a fear of change. And you're incapable of opening to greater things in life. Because you put yourself in a box. And you've dimmed your light. Your sun is totally covered up by all that worry, anxiety, and fear. You've reduced your melanin. And so now you are becoming more dense. Because the thing about... The, when you're going through the crown journey, is you're relieving yourself of this material, dense weight. You're becoming light. You're not being a light worker. You're becoming the light. And that's what I pretty much say to anybody. It's like, I don't want to be a light worker. Work with the light, you know, am I moving mirrors and I'm reflecting in some other way? Fuck no. I am becoming light. So when I come in here, I'm floating. I'm, I'm, yo, you can't touch me in this because I got my mind and I'm becoming lighter and lighter. And with the light, 
you were becoming, you were, you know, you can reflect it any way you want. And you can go back in the dark and absorb and reflect it back. And that is where we're talking about you reflecting that light off that pine meal. You got to go in the dark to get that reflection. But that's another story for another uh, podcast. So, you know, when you're getting into that real chakra journey, that'll be coming out soon. Um, it'll go more in depth into all of these chakras and how you can become that light. Alrighty. So, illnesses with the solar plexus. Diabetes. See? Now, that's what I just said. With the pancreas and everything, <laughs> um, you know, you... you just become susceptible to these illnesses is dis-ease, you know, and you break the word up. And I know you've seen plenty of memes saying you have a dis-ease, but hey, that's what it is. You are unrest within, you have unrest within yourself. All right. So we got diabetes, ulcers, hypoglycemia, digestive disorders, you're flatulent, you got food allergies, liver problems, hypothyroidism. Um, gallstones, oof, or they hurt. Um, muscle cramps, depression again, exhaustion, ooh, excuse me, exhaustion, and respiratory problems, problems, lymphatic problems, um, dispelling fears and problems, building bones. So now you got osteoporosis going on. It's just all kinds of crazy stuff, and. It doesn't have to be that way. So here's what I want to share with you about the wonderful solar plexus. Okay. You remember I said it was the seat of the soul, right? And that it is, you know, that's your personal sunshine. So let's attribute this to one thing that most people want to know about. That love, right? And... (laughs) It's it's so funny because I just recently heard someone else say it because I'm not the kind of person who I don't go and listen to a bunch of lectures because they're dropping this information and they breaking down the science and everything. I will actually go through something and then as I've after I've done my experimentation with it, um, a lecture will actually come to me and I'll listen to it. So here we are with this lecture. And I come across, and once again, it was Bobby Hemmett, and he was talking about, uh, a sister asked about why is it when we uh, were in a toxic relationship, why do we go back? And what what does that mean? Like, you know they're not good for you, but you still feel like you want to go back. And pretty much all in all, what he said was, yeah, you was with this person, and they were the shit. And you were like, oh, and then it just fell off. And so now my interest is peaked because, like I told you, um, I'm married. And when I first got with my husband, man, he was the bee's knees. Like, he was the shit to me. He did everything that was, you know, he had his quirks. But, hey, everybody does, right? I look past that stuff because he was down for me. It just felt so good. And a few years passed, and then there's like this monster appeared. And I'm like, who in the fuck is this? I would have never, ever, even, you know, I would have never submitted to anything of this nature. Now you got me caught up. I got kids. I'm not trying to do this dumb shit. What in the hell? 
And he basically said, okay, you got with this person. This person came to you and a little part of your soul opened up. Remember, the solar plexus is the seat of the soul. So, hey, soul was like, what's up? And it reflected off of this individual. Okay, so really, in all honesty, you were in love with yourself. As with everything, you may read it, you may see it on social media. It's like, it starts with you. Yes, and it's a reflection of you. So I saw myself in this dude. He was doing all that caring, all that loving. It was just like, wow, this person is down for me. I saw myself and loved it. Okay, now, think about if you've ever been in this situation where you meet somebody and they are the bomb and then all of a sudden they just turn into a granimo. What were you doing at that point? At that point, I was really on my game as far as, you know, what I wanted to do. I was in the gym a lot. I was single, so I could do what I wanted. I was making money. You know, I was I was comfortable in myself. You know, I was building on my spirituality at that point, so I knew who I was, and I attracted this individual, okay? Now, a few years after we got together, that's when I had a stroke. And guess what? The kid can't do none of that. I was all of those, um, ever since we've been talking, I was every last one of those weak solar, I mean, not solar, weak chakras, you know, depressed, feeling timid. I was scared, you know, I just lost all my recognizance pretty much. You know, I can't even pour a gallon of milk. Come on now. You know, so I was looking to him for that light. And at that point in time, I didn't remember how to um, how to nurture that part of me that kept that part of my soul open. That stuff was shut down all the way. It was shut down, tucked down, buried under, you know, all kinds of mounds of dirt. Then that real person with him came out. And I'm not saying that it happened as soon as I had the stroke. No, he was very supportive, more supportive than my own family, you know, blood relatives, should I say. But when I started to come back up and I still needed that extra arm, he couldn't give it. He was not capable of it. And then I was like, okay, who is this person that I went and built this family with? And you can't even reciprocate? Like, have you not been taking notes? Nah, because it was me who was that light. And really, my level of confidence was what was fueling him. So now I don't have it. I'm looking at him for some confidence. And he over here, you know, holding his shoulders and shaking, rocking back and forth just like me. Like, oh, my goodness, how disappointing. But I just want to give you that insight on the fact that when you are doing you and you are really working towards your goal and someone comes towards you and they feel it, it seems like they are just the shit. Keep nurturing you. They aren't going to go anywhere because if it's you, okay, truly you, continue to nurture your goals, to nurture what you have going on because you are attracting you, okay? And then if, you know, that person is on their shit and they are doing the same thing and they look to it the same way as you know, they were attracted to you because they're seeing themselves in you and they want to continue to nurture that relationship. Boom, you got it. You can't force it. Now, if you're wondering, well, where is it now? Where it is now with me and my husband? He is his own person on his own path. And it took me years to realize that this shit has nothing to do with me. 
even with everything that I know and all the things I've experienced and I've used it, I internalized how he would act and reflect back on me. And it was like, I had to really look at myself and say, it's not you. You know, I mean, I had to really take time and go through that. Um, You know, it's different for me, I guess, because number one, I didn't have a whole lot of relatives. Well, shoot, I have one aunt, really, that I talked to out of both sides of my family. So I didn't have a whole lot of family, per se. And so I didn't have anybody to really put their thoughts on how I live my life. Um, it was only my parents, but your parents are a major role. You know, they play a major role in your decisions and how you come up and everything. And I've always been different than everybody. So, it, you know, for me to take him on, you know, I had babies with him. Like, I told you that we was going to do this and I wasn't even going to have kids. Like, come on now, please. Like, you just fucked up the game for me. So it was, it was, took a lot for me to not keep putting it on myself and and not closing off those chakras every time I got hurt. It took a lot of, you You really have to just pull your strap yourself up, lace up your boots and come on, let's do this. You have to say, hey, I need to find the real me. And if that means you gotta go, you gotta go. And I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, I'll share with you. There's a couple of times I just packed up within an hour or two and been like, we leaving. Me and the kids. Fuck it. I'm not leaving y'all with his crazy ass. Let's go. And, you know, I ended up coming back because I didn't want to be tortured by my kids, wondering if he okay. You know what? I'm going to let you see what this is about because now I got my mind together and it ain't even about what he's doing. You know, that is your dad. No problem. Y'all chose us. No problem. I don't have a problem with any of that because I have to keep pushing for myself. And as more the more I did it, and I mean, I fell, I bumped my head, I scraped my knee, busted my lip, you know, I did all of that. But I know, you know, as they say, you have to go in through trial and error. I don't think none of it is a failure. Every one of them is a notch on the belt. Like, yo, chick, you did it this way. All right, what was the outcome? Okay, let's assess that and let's move forward. You know, but it's totally, totally a mind game because the mind is all and the universe is mental or all is the mind and the universe is mental. However you want to put the words, pretty much your mind is your universe and the all is your mind. So let's stop fucking around with this spirit, with your spirit, with you and let's get it. Okay. We just got to get it. We got to do it, you know, but this is your soul. This is your light. This is how you are becoming light. You're becoming lighter and lighter. You're shedding all of that stuff that was holding you down because, you know, it's holding you down. You know, all of that stuff where, you know, I'm talking to people who, who want to branch out from their nine to five. And it's like, we'll branch out, you know, but they're scared of not having the, um, Excuse me, they're scared of not having the security. And I think it's so funny to say the security because any company you work with can look at you. If you sneeze wrong or go to the bathroom when they say not to, they can say, eh, you know, it's just not working out and your security is gone. So now you're closed off because you feel like you did something wrong in the world. I'm going to tell you this. I, after I had the stroke, could not keep a job. 
they told me, you know, you don't like to listen <laughs> because I wanted to find more effective ways to do work. I didn't understand why I had to run in circles or be like the little hamster on the wheel. And I was told by management many times, you know, I don't care what the process is, just do it. And I'm like, <laughs> I just can't dig it. I can't dig it. I couldn't. And I've really beat myself up for years on that. It's like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. See, I had a transition with that whole event in my life, and I was still trying to go back to what it was before. Because my ego was telling me, okay, this is what you need to do in order to make it. And like I said, I scraped my knee, or I busted my lip and everything. And I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore because that's not my way of going about it for me. Okay. But given these principles and everything, that is where my light pushed me to be. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do a nine to five. You can't have your money. You can't go travel and do whatever you want. It's the mental how you are going about it. Okay. Are you letting your light shine? Is the seat of your soul balanced? You, you feeling that creativity, you know, you're outgrowing. You can, you know, you can do whatever because you have the skill and you are masterful in how you work this energy for yourself because it's an energy. The all is an energy. Everything is energy. Nothing rests. Even a piece of paper on the floor is still moving. It's energy. It's at a very slow rate, but it's still moving. Okay? So the more you move, the more you vibrate, the higher your frequency, the lighter you're going to get. You're going to become that light. All right? So, solar plexus. Not saying that it's better than any other chakra or that we've been through, but here is how we are gaining more light. Do you feel it? I feel it. I'm, I'm, I'm like super hyped. I'm, I'm to totally like tweaking over the fact that the next one is the heart chakra. We really gonna get into the nitty gritty. But I really hope you enjoyed this. I enjoyed doing it. I look forward to doing these recordings because then it's just like reliving and you know realizing my experiences and how you can totally overcome this. You can totally do this and the only thing stopping you is your mind. That's it. And that mind is something else because you can tell yourself, uh-uh, I'm not supposed to do that. Ooh, putting limits on yourself. Uh-uh, that's the first act, first strike. Why? Because everybody that you're probably looking up to or can quote or can, you know, actually give reference to, the first thing they did was say, fuck what anybody else think I'm doing with me. Uh, and here you are like, no, no, I can't do that. Uh, yes, you can. You just don't want to. Because you think it's going to, you might fail. There's no such thing. You failing because you sitting here not doing nothing. And just talking and planning and not executing. Everybody got a book of plans and be like, well, you know, it, it, it didn't work out because. Uh -huh. Let's get it. I mean, it's just some simple. Let's get it. Okay. Or you get it. And, and we can talk about it. And we can bounce it off. And we can shine our light on each other. How about that? Yeah, I like that. How about that? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and end this. This one's getting kind of long. But, you know, keep pushing. Keep pushing. You know, you are your little cheerleader. This is where, you know, you're like, yay, yay. You know, I tell my kids, you know, and a little person inside of me is like, yay, yay. 
yay. You know, you're not all the way on serious. Bring that stuff right to you. It's going to get to the point where you're going to look to the side and you're going to see that little, that little, it's going to look like an orb and it's glowing and it's right there. That's your soul opening up like, yeah, you did that. I'm with you. Let's get it. Okie dokie. I done said let's get it too many times. I apologize. I'm just hyped. There's just a lot going on and I'm just totally excited about each and everything that's going on. So yeah, mark your calendars. I'm going to run the cycle again October 1st for the 21-day trauma release. Um, So I want y'all to get on that and experience that. It's worth it. You're going to feel it that it's worth it. And within the first two, three days, you're going to be like, well, damn. Mm, this was this is better than my therapy. <laughs> Telling you, because you're going to work your own mind and you're going to unlock some things within yourself that you had buried deep. But, you know, we that's the whole point. We, we, we you know, you're excavators now. You, you digging for those gems because you have the gems. I told you, that's what the darn chakras are, your gems. The jewels. You got it. All right, y'all. Peace. Love y'all. Till next week.